Hello, and welcome back to the Revision Hub, where we release a brand new episode every Thursday, based upon either a GCSE or an A-level course. In this episode, I'll be discussing oxidation and reduction, ionic bonding, the ideal gas equation, standard solutions, atom economy, and briefly finishing off with acids, bases and alkalis, which are covered in the GCSE course. That will then conclude Module 2 of the A-Level Chemistry course. Make sure to listen to our previous episodes discussing Module 2 and send us a message on Instagram at the.revision.hub if there's any other questions you have. If not, the next topic on this course will be the start of Module 3. The first topic in this episode is oxidation and reduction. At GCSE you might have learnt this as loss of electrons and gain of electrons respectively, perhaps using the acronym OIL RIG. Although this is still true, at A level, oxidation and reduction are more likely to be related to oxidation numbers, with oxidation being an increase in oxidation number and reduction being a decrease. A redox reaction is a reaction in which both oxidation and reduction occur. They must always occur together, because if something has lost electrons, something else must have gained them. An example would be Ng plus Cl2 goes to MgCl2. If we construct the half equations, Mg goes to Mg2 plus plus 2e minus, and Cl2 plus 2e minus goes to 2Cl minus. Magnesium has increased in oxidation number, so it's oxidised, and it's therefore the reducing agent. Chlorine has undergone reduction, as it's decreased in oxidation number, it's therefore the oxidising agent. Oxidation numbers are a measure of the number of electrons that an atom uses to bond with the atoms of another element. There are some key ones you need to know. Group 1 and group 2 are always plus 1 and plus 2 respectively. Oxygen is usually minus 2, but there are some exceptions. For example, in peroxides, such as hydrogen peroxide, H2O2, the hydrogen has an oxidation state of plus 1. So, as H2O2 is neutral, oxygen has an oxidation state of minus 1 in this case. F2O is another exception. Fluorine is more electronegative and has an oxidation number of minus 1. To cancel this out, the oxidation number of oxygen is plus 2. Hydrogen has an oxidation number of plus 1, except in metal hydrides, where it's minus 1. Fluorine is always minus 1 and chlorine is minus 1 except if oxygen or fluorine is present. In this case, just use the other oxidation numbers to calculate the oxidation number of chlorine, because it can vary. The reasoning behind this is that oxygen and fluorine are both more electronegative than chlorine. When you're working out oxidation numbers, it's important to bear in mind the overall charge of the compound too, because the sum of the oxidation numbers is always the total charge, which isn't always zero. If you need a reminder of the charges on common ions, make make sure to check out our first episode on Module 2, but I'll use NO3- as an example now. Using the rules I said just now, we know the oxidation number of oxygen is minus 2, because this is an exception. 3 times minus 2 is minus 6. Because NO3- has a 1- charge overall, the oxidation number of nitrogen must be plus 5. 5 minus 6 equals minus 1. 
The next topic is ionic bonding. So what is it? It's a strong electrostatic attraction between positively and negatively charged ions. The strong electrostatic attractions act in all directions within the ionic lattice. These attractions require a relatively large amount of energy to be overcome. As a result, most ionic compounds are solid at room temperature due to their high boiling and melting points. Many ionic compounds are soluble in water, however the electrostatic attractions require energy to be overcome, so they're only soluble if the energy given out when the bonds are formed with water is greater than the energy input required. They can't conduct electricity in solid state because the charged ions are held in fixed positions and there's no mobile charge carriers, however they're conductive when molten or dissolved because the charged ions are free to move and carry charge. The third topic in this episode is the ideal gas equation, PV equals NRT. The most important thing to do is to convert any values you're given into SI units, pascals for pressure, meters cubed for volume, and temperature in Kelvin, which is Celsius plus 273. N is the number of moles, and R is the gas constant, given on the datasheet. I'll quickly run through an example. What is the volume of one mole of gas at a temperature of 20 degrees Celsius and pressure of 100 kilopascals? Give your answer in centimetres cubed to three significant figures. So, to find the volume, V equals NRT over P, which equals one mole times 8.314, the gas constant, times 293 Kelvin, which is 20 degrees Celsius plus 273 and then dividing all of that by 100,000 pascals gives you an answer of 0.02436 etc etc meters cubed. There are 1 times 10 to the 6 centimeters cubed and a meter cubed, so the answer in centimeters cubed is 0.02436 times 10 to the 6, which is 24,400 centimeters cubed to three significant figures. The next topic is standard solutions. Firstly, a definition. Concentration tells you how much solute is in the solvent, and it's given in moles per decimeter cubed. Moles equals concentration multiplied by the volume in decimeters cubed. You can do moles equals concentration times volume in centimeters cubed, and then divide it by a thousand, but personally I prefer to convert to decimeters cubed in the first place to avoid any silly mistakes you might otherwise make in an exam. A sample question you might get is, a chemist wants to add water to 120 milliliters of 6.0 molar solution of NaOH until the final volume is two liters. What is the final molarity by which it means concentration of the solution? To answer this, you first need to find the number of moles of sodium hydroxide. 120 millilitres is 0.12 decimetres cubed. Multiplying this by 6 gives 0.72 moles. Concentration is moles divided by volume in decimetres cubed. So 0.72 divided by 2 equals 0.36 moles per decimetre cubed. Percentage yield and atom economy were both covered in the GCSE chemistry course, so I only discuss them briefly. Percentage yield is the actual amount of product divided by the theoretical amount, multiplied by 100 for the percentage. An atom economy is the molar mass of useful products 
divided by the molar mass of all the products, again times this by 100 to obtain a percentage. The equilibrium position and loss during separation or purification can reduce the percentage yield. An atom economy is 100% if there's only one product. If there are waste products, the atom economy can be improved by either using an alternative reaction or finding a use for the byproducts. The final topic in this episode is acids, bases and alkalis. Again, this is a GCSE topic so I'll only cover it briefly, but if you'd like more details and examples then you can send us a message on our Instagram page at the.revision.hub. Acids are species that are proton donors, and strong acids such as hydrochloric acid and sulfuric acid are ones that are fully ionised, while weak acids such as methanoic acid and ethanoic acid are only partially ionised. A base is a species that accepts protons such as metal oxides and metal hydroxides, ammonia and amines. Alkalis, meanwhile, are just soluble bases that dissolve in water to form OH- ions. There are a few types of reaction you need to know. Acid plus base and acid plus alkali both go to salt plus water. Acid plus carbonate goes to salt plus water plus carbon dioxide. There are a few observations for this. The solid dissolves and there's effervescence, which is another word for fizzing, as gas is produced. When you add an acid to a metal, salt and hydrogen are produced. These have the same observations as acid plus carbonate. The solid dissolves and there's effervescence. That's it for this week's episode of the Revision Hub, a module two of the A-Level Chemistry course. Thanks for listening, and make sure to follow us both on Instagram at the.revision.hub and your preferred podcast streaming platform to be one of the first to hear new episodes. See you next Thursday for a brand new episode. Bye.